You're listening to season two of Kids Hear the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, composers, performers, and kids. Kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it so interesting and fun and sometimes strange. Because music is for you. I am your co-host, Arlene. And I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane, Sarah's mom and director and owner of the Lane School of Music. Let's Let's cue the music <laughs> all right why hello there and welcome to another episode of excuse me <laughs> so funny. so silly because it was just funny how you started i am your co-host rebecca lane and why hello there i am um a new weirdo who has just joined the podcast my name is zara you are also a co-host correct yes actually no i'm the coco co-host which means i'm extra extra important more important than the co-host got it okay so we're here today, and, and we're going to be doing some very weird stuff because we're weird and silly. This is going to be a fun and silly episode. It's also going to be weird. This is an episode where I'm going to list five composers, and Zara is going to say what she thinks their backstory is. Their life, yeah, where they were from. Yes, it's going to be very weird. You have to keep in mind that we don't make fun of people. Exactly. And composers and people in general. Especially composers and weird people in the olden days, I was going to say. Often their names did have something to do with like where they were from or who their parents were, what they did for a living or something like that. So sometimes there are clues in their names. You mean like Bard? Because Bard, his name was Bard and he was a bargeman. That that probably is, yes, why Bard is named Bard. Okay, the first one is Hildegard von Bingen. Okay, so he had a sword hilt. It's a woman. I for, I just want to make sure that. Okay, sorry. Create a sword. She had a sword hilt, and she also guarded people with it. What was the rest of her name? Von Bingen. And she was French. French. He was a billionaire. Oh, okay. And what kind of music did she compose? Hmm. She composed music about billionaires. Can you give us exam- an example of how that might have sounded? I'm rich. I'm really, really rich. Or like, I've got money. I've got money. So that's a, an example of a kind of oh, I've got money. piece of music that Hildegard von Bingen. I want to give you one more clue. Then the word von means of or from. So okay. actually Hildegard from Bingen or of Bingen. Okay. Go. Her name is Hilt as in sword Hilt and she owns a Hilt and she guards people. So Hildegard, a billionaire of billionaires. Oh, that's where Bingen came from. I wasn't sure where you got billionaire. Okay, that makes more sense now. I understand. I thought you were just money obsessed or something. <laughs> maybe I'm like maybe because I was singing song about money at school. Yeah, I've got money. I've got money. Okay, you ready to hear what she really did? Sure. Okay, Hildegard von Bingen. The years of her life were from around the year 1098 to 1100. She was a German writer, composer, and mystic. She was born to a noble family. That means a wealthy family. That was kind of part of... I'm uh, right. She was a billionaire. She was, well, probably a billionaire because I don't think you could have a billion dollars back then. She was born to a a noble family, but was sent to the monastery to become a nun. Wait, that means, that makes sense why she guards people and she has a sword hilt. Maybe. Because she was noble. She was sent to the monastery to become a nun because she was the youngest of 10 siblings. 
What's a nun again? I feel like I learned about this in history at school because we learned about a lot of monasteries. Mm, I don't know if I can really accurately explain what a nun is, but it's basically, I think it's always a woman and they uh-huh. live essentially at a church and they yes because i i learned about that like pray and serve the people. yes and they, they don't Area. they don't they don't they don't get married exactly yeah part of her job was to write music for the nuns in the monastery to perform oh that's interesting she composed many medieval chants that were very different from what mm-hmm. other composers were writing mm-hmm. at the time her chants used high vocal lines and lots of melismas singing one syllable lots of melisma singing one syllable over many notes like uh, a good example of a melisma would be like la gla. Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay, okay, like, okay, okay. Stay on the same for many. She also wrote the first known musical drama, sort of like an opera. Along with music, she wrote books like on, the Nutcracker, like the the note. The, the Nutcracker's a ballet. Like yeah, it does have. But a it, isn't it? Is it like because like people because people in the ballet act it out, right? Yes. It's like a musical drama, which is a musical. It's a musical drama with dance. I don't think that's what she was writing. Along with music, she wrote books on religion, science, and medicine. Ew, medicine, that's cool. Composer number two. What is his name? Eric Wolfgang Korngold. Okay, uh, that's going to be easy. Okay, so there's a guy named Eric. Wait, what was the second? Wolfgang. And he was part of a gang that hunted down wolves. <laughs> Not a gang of wolves, a gang of wolf hunters. Just clarifying. Okay, fine. He was, he was a wolf named Eric, who also composed music. And he ate corn, and he dug for gold. Eric Wolfgang. Or he ate corn made out of gold. Ooh, I like that too. Eric Wolfgang Korngold. Any other ideas or thoughts on him? I think that he was just what I said, because I don't want to change anything. Okay, your answer is complete. Yahoo! Let me tell you a little bit about him. Eric Wolfgang Korngold lived from 1897 to 1957. So cool. You know, not super, super duper long time ago. An Austrian composer and conductor. He was a child prodigy with a successful ballet called The Snowman, written at age 11. Ooh, I feel like I've heard of The Snowman before. The Snowman Ballet? No, I feel like I've heard of something called The Snowman. We should look it up. I wonder if there are any recordings of it. He wrote Maybe it when he, he was just 11 years old. Maybe he just made up Slobodich. And his second piano sonata was written at age 13. Very interesting. It was played all over Europe. In his adult life, he composed operas, symphonies, and chamber music. Very, very interesting. Do you live in chambers? What is chamber music, Sarah? Do you know? Music stuck in a chamber. Sort of. It's music that can be performed. It uses few enough instruments that it can fit into a small chamber or room. Ooh, that's chamber music essentially. So it basically is like string quartets would be chamber music or trios. It has to be more than one instrument, I believe. Piano and violin, so duets. Okay, in 1934, Korngold Korngold ugh, moved to Hollywood to write music for films. He won an Oscar in 1939 for best original score for What's the Oscar of Robin An Oscar is an award. I thought like Oscar was like. A country or something. No, an Oscar. I can't even pronounce things thing. on the microphone, too. I know. So he won an Oscar in 1939 for Best Original Score for The Adventures of Robin Hood. An Oscar is an award that you can win if you act in movies or create movies. Cool. Wait, did he make the book Robin Hood? He didn't write Robin Hood. He oh, he just took it and made it into a play. Uh, someone made it into a movie and he wrote the music and won an award for the music. Oh, that's cool. Very interesting. Maybe I could do that. I made a few, I made, I made a song on the piano 
on an electric piano or whatever. And it's called Trapped in a Forest. And I feel like I could put it in a movie. There's also another oh, one that I made called Danger. That's very, 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 very similar. All mine have something to do with scariness. I don't know why. Maybe I like being scared. No, I hate being scared, but still. Maybe you'll be a film composer when you are, you know, a little bit older and have composed a bit longer. Number three, Carl Ditters von Dittersdorf. I need, I, I need, no, I need, I need to see his name. So. Carl a, with a K. His name was Carl with a K. And what, what's his second? Ditters. Ditters. Oh, and you like to go like, ditter, 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 ditter. So it sounds like ditter. Okay. So as a guy named Carl, he goes like, ditter, 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 ditter. And then his last name is Von Dittersdorf. And remember that Von usually means from or of. So Carl Ditters of Dittersdorf. Carl with a K, who ditters, ditter, 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 of. A family that ditters, ditter, 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 ditters, and they're all dwarves. Oh, oh that makes perfect sense. It's, it's not ditters dwarf, it's ditters dwarf. But yeah, sometimes, you know, things get changed in different languages a little bit. So that makes sense. Carl Ditters on Dittersdorf. Why do they have such long names? His name is a little long, but he has three names, just like a lot of us have three names. It's not really hard. No. Interesting. So Carl Ditters on Dittersdorf. Back to our regular scheduled programming. Lived from 1739 to 1799 from Austria. Austria, that's cool. An Austrian composer, violinist, and sylvologist. What do you think a sylvologist is? Maybe somebody who works with a girl named Silva. I want to say, for the record, that Zara is in one of the silliest moods I've seen her in a long time. The silly of the silliest. I think I can stop now because it's too Okay, so he was a sylvologist, which is the study of forests, woodlands, and their ecosystems. Oh, the woodland hill. <laughs> the woodland, the woodland dwarfs, maybe. Oh, wait, what? Hall is coming together. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Because um, in The Hobbit, they found a dwarfish thing. It was actually from one of the dwarves, but they were like, a macro patch. Yes, so that's probably why. Yes, that's very, 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 very similar. A dwarf. He began studying violin at age six. He was good friends with Haydn and Mozart. They played in a script cool. quartet together. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know which one played viola, because Mozart played violin. No, maybe Mozart played viola. He wrote at least 120 symphonies, 13 operas, and many concertos, chamber works, or concertos. Number four, Engelbert Humperdinck. Okay, so he's a bird that goes on angles. He flies on angles. What's that? What's that? Humperdinck. He humps around. He goes like, humph, 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 humph. And he... He dinks, he's like, dink, dunk, dink, doink, dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dunk, doink. And what's his last name? That is his full name, Engelbert Humperdinck. Humperdinck. Where do you think he's from, Zara? Engelbert Humperdinck. With a name like that, where could one be from? Mm. He's from Engelbertville, where there's a lot of birds that find angles. He's actually from Germany. (laughs) Interesting. He studied piano as a child. Piano, very interesting. A lot of people I know play piano. I really, really want to, but nobody will let me do it. He wrote his first composition at age seven. Oh, that is, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but my brothers, they write lots of songs on the piano, too. Do you think they're as good as Engelbert Humperdinck? Probably not, but I I guess they could get, they're They're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Like, my seven-year-old brother... He, he made some pretty scary ones. He was like, buh, 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 buh. I said, like, way, 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 way lower. So Engelbert Humberdink lived from 1854 to, to 1921. He is best known for his opera Hansel and Gretel, which we actually have. Wait, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe it's like 
Hansel and Gretel as in H-H Humphreying. Do you remember the podcast episode that we recorded and it was like a movie of Hansel and Gretel? Yes, indeed. I remembered that. So, for Jane Grove, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so very cool. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Number five, George Butterworth. Okay. Is George, and he's, he's worth a lot of money. And he likes eating butter on its own. So why are butter and worth together in one word then? I thought the butter maybe was worth, worth something. Like, he likes eating butter on its own. Okay, but why is that butter valuable? Butter is worth George. You have to give somebody George, George in order to have the butter. Like uh, Curious George, would that do? You have to give a George Butterworth to get the butter? Yes. George Butterworth is from England. That's you, why all of it is an English word. Exactly. They're very... That makes, how did I not notice that? Okay. But he's from. He's still from... A place in England called Butterworth. He lived from 1885 to 1916, which means he didn't live to be very old. What? How, how many? How, well, what's 1916 minus 1885? Please tell me the answer. 31. It's not very old. He lived to be 31? Only. Maybe maybe only 30 if he didn't reach his 31st birthday. Yeah. That's bad. While in college, he made many trips to the English countryside uh-huh. to collect folk song with friend and composer Ralph Vaughan Williams. Many of his compositions are influenced by these songs. After college, he worked as a music critic. A music critic? Oh, that means that he criticized music. A music critic means, yeah, you criticize it, but you also give like reviews and you say, this is what I liked. This is what I did not like. They're called critics, but they're not always saying bad things. Well, it's criticizing. And they write, you know, little articles in the newspaper or whatever. Sometimes not so little ones, sometimes big ones. There can be food about the music they are reviewing. I found out why he did not live to be more than 31 years old. He sadly died fighting in World War One. Oh, that makes which makes sense, 1916. His output of compositions is quite small, but his most famous work is the short orchestral piece, The Banks of Green. And that concludes our episode on five composers. That was five? Okay, I thought that was like maybe minus 100. Which one was your favorite? Mm. Hildegard von Bingen. Eric, Eric, Eric Wolfgang Korngold, or um, um, actually, Carl Ditters von Dittersdorf. Wait, he has the best name. To be wait, who, who has the longest name? Carl Ditters von. Dittersdorf. Okay, then Carl. Yeah, Carl. You. Okay, anybody whose name is Carl, I hope you have that whole journey. Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert Humperdinck. And George Butterworth. You have the word gold in your name, so. And that concludes our episode. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and follow us on social media at Lane School of Music. I'm Zara Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. See you next time on Kids Cue the Music. music.